Welcome in everybody, 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Thursday, April the 13th, 2017. Uh, I'm Jake Marsing, Managing Editor of 5280 Sports Network. Also cover the Denver Broncos uh, over at 5280SN. Joined, as always, here in the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center. Yep. When are we going to be able to get back in studio, Ryan? I don't know. Uh, I remember why we wanted a studio so much after this Yeah, it's really hot day. in this car. We're going to have to do this Hopefully. during training camp, dude. <laughs> Hopefully that'll make us uh, talk faster. We're going to have to do this during training camp. After standing outside for four hours watching them practice. All right, so let's let's practice on on doing a quick one. With brevity? Right. Well, we'll do them every day during camp. Pax so. was good, Trevor was good, and that's all. Yeah, that was uh, that's the podcast for today. Broncos Blitz. So that's your your preview of our training camp podcast. But no, we are out at the UC Health Training Center, the Denver Broncos uh, headquarters, where today, Ryan, the quarterbacks Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon set the stage for what is to be a very intriguing competition between the two of them to win the Broncos' starting quarterback job between now and training camp. I'll start with my impressions, and then I'll I'll throw to you. Um, Generally, I I was impressed by both of them. I was actually pretty impressed by Trevor, uh, too. Trevor was was open. He was... He showed at times, a couple of times, a little bit of frustration. Now, he's obviously still kind of Northwestern dopey Trevor Simeon, which is fine. Like, like that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I was impressed with his demeanor, with his attitude. You know, he, he said the quote that I really loved was when he was asked about, um, you know, how if he's offended by the fact that Vance Joseph has named this a 50-50 competition between himself and and second-year quarterback, former first-round draft pick Paxton Lynch. And he said something that I really, really liked uh, to that question. His answer I thought was excellent. Let's let's listen to Trevor answer that question. Winning the job last year, playing decently well, I mean, did you feel like it should have been your job coming back? You know, I, th- I think you learn pretty quickly, or at least I did. you got you got to earn it every year, every day uh, in the league. And that and that's, goes for, for beyond me and Pax, and that's, that's everybody. You know, if you're, you're not playing well or earning a job or earning a spot, you're getting worse, you're not going to last very long, and that's, that's the reality of the thing. So, um, you know, I know I can get better. I've got, got a lot of room to improve, but I think i got some things I can build on. So um, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm excited to get rolling. I'm, I'm healthy. I feel good. And he's right, Ryan. Every year is a new year in the National Football League, and when you're a seventh-round draft pick and there's a first-round draft pick who plays your position and only one of you can play the job, can play at a time, you're going to have to compete and you're going to have to prove yourself no matter what you did last season. Like, Trevor Simeon could have thrown for 25 touchdowns and eight interceptions and Fourth and you know thirty eight hundred yards last season, four thousand yards last season. He didn't quite have those numbers. He actually had a pretty decent statistical season, eighteen and ten, with I think above three. Was it thirty eight? Was it a little above, or was it no? It was three oh, It's a little above three. Um, so a decent statistical season for Trevor Simeon last year, but all that gets thrown out the window when you have a a new coaching staff, b a quarterback sitting behind you on the bench who is obviously a very uh, big investment 
for the Denver Broncos as an organization. Paxton Lynch was taken with the twenty uh, with the twenty six overall pick. They moved up to get him, and that means something. And Trevor understands that that if he's going to win this job, he's going to have to come in and, and take it. Right. He went to Northwestern. He's a smart guy. When the Broncos traded up to draft Paxton Lynch in the first round. I don't know how anyone at the quarterback position that knows how the NFL works goes, well, I'm probably still set. I'm probably still going to be the starter. I think he knows that, oh, yeah, they drafted him to start. And so maybe that helps. Maybe, you know, Trevor, I think we can both say, performed better than Paxton Lynch last year. And maybe that in order for him to keep his job, he needs to continue to perform better than Paxton Lynch. And if he does, then yeah, he's going to win the job. But again, I think we, we have both seen that. And I think Trevor may, may be seeing that this organization probably wants their first round pick to start. And at least at some point, at least at some point. And I think Trevor knows that. And I think again, Trevor's a smart guy and Trevor knows that all he can do is just go out and play as best as he can. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, look, the the Broncos have a tough decision that they're going to have to make organizationally, where if you don't start Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch this year, when are you going to start him? Right. Um, I'm with you there. Like, is it next year? Is it a two-year project? Right. It, are we really talking about that? If it is a two-year project, then, gosh, that's an awfully high pick to be investing in a two-year project. Right. Um, and the other thing, and I, I thought about this while I was writing today, and that piece will be up at 52sportsnetwork.com by the time you hear this, uh, I think, and I don't know how much we've talked about this, I don't know how much anyone has talked about this, what do you think the chances are that this quarterback competition that we're about to see out here at the UC Health Training Center decides the fate of that position for the Broncos for the next 10 years? for the next 15 years because you've got two young quarterbacks right it'd be different if if trevor was 32 it'd be different if he was 33 if he was a veteran if he was an austin davis type he's not he is a young quarterback um he's 26 he won't even know he's 25 won't turn 26 until the day after christmas uh paxton lynch just turned 23 in february these guys are both exceedingly young players uh you're going to potentially be picking a guy that, I mean, if he wins, the if, if Trevor wins again, if he, if he beats Paxton out in this quarterback competition, which is very possible, I don't see how Paxton Lynch ever sees the field for the Broncos at that point. Are you going to have another Lynch versus Simeon quarterback <laughs> competition again next year? Uh, or uh, and on the flip side of that, if Paxton Lynch becomes your starter and he's your first round draft pick and he performs at least admirably, uh, he's got to be your guy going forward, doesn't he? Uh, that's a really good question. And personally, I think that that's where uh, what the Broncos gave up for each player would come in. If Trevor is to win again, I think it's still a, you know, Brock Osweiler type situation where it's like, all right, well, maybe he just sits until he's ready. We've seen the talent. We've seen the physical talent. We know he has a big arm. We know he's athletic. We know all of that. Uh, so when is it going to click? Uh, you know, I mean, you're sitting on a, on a four-year contract, and even five-year if you want to pick up the option, uh, and to, for him to get it right. 
On the other side, I think if Paxton Lynch wins it, I don't see how Trevor then then beats him out again, unless Paxton you know has a has a terrible season as a starting quarterback. But I think if if Paxton takes over, starts the whole year, I think Trevor is then either going to be the backup permanently. Or he becomes trade bait, and and the team looks to maybe shop him around, or, or, or give him another chance at a different, you know, on a different team. Uh, but I think that I think you're right. I think that's a really good question. I think uh, my answer to it would be if Paxton wins, that does solve the the question as to who the quarterback will be for the next ten years, because that was your first round pick. That was the guy you thought could be the future of the franchise. If Trevor keeps starting. I don't know. I think that I think Trevor Ceiling is 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 not as high as Paxton if they're playing at their peak and at their best. Um, so I don't know if if he's answered the question or you have just decided. All right, we're going to have another game manager, uh, and we'll have to you know surround him with talent that can that can take him there. Let's talk a little bit, Ryan, about Paxton Lynch specifically. Okay. Uh, today I thought he he he. He came out and did the best press conference that he's done as a pro. Now, the, that's all we've gotten to see, by the way, right. of it's these guys so far. Yeah. We've gotten four press conferences. We've gotten DT, we've gotten uh, Paxton, Trevor, and Vaughn. So we've gotten kind of the four headline players right. of the organization so far. Um, that's all we've gotten. We haven't gotten to see the team. We know they're here. They're in the building. They're working out in the weight mm-hmm. room. Um but we haven't gotten to see them. We might be able to see a little bit more next week. We'll find out tomorrow. But Paxton, to me, I, I, I watched him really closely, really intently, trying to to, to listen and, and get a feel for him. And the impression that I got was really universally positive. It was of a guy who seems confident in himself. I never once uh, last year during his rookie season thought, He's confident. Like I thought, uh, I I, I never thought he was totally over his head. I would agree with that. But just when in listening to him talk, I'm like, this guy doesn't sound like somebody who's real confident. Like during the the train during training camp last year, when he's a rookie and he's technically in a three way competition between himself, Trevor, and and Mark Sanchez, who was here at the time, uh, when he would do press conferences or press availabilities in training camp, I never really got the feeling that that he thought of himself as being an equal player in that quarterback competition. Um, the coaches said he was. Gary Kubiak said that he was a part of it. Um, but it was clear kind of even in his answers that he thought of himself as as being kind of outside that, that primary circle. This time he's not. This time he is confident and mm-hmm. he is a committed. And a piece of that, Ryan, is the jump that he's having to make now from year one to year two. And that, of course, is complicated by the fact that he's dealing with a new coaching staff and an entirely new offense. However, it's not as entirely as you might think it is. It's not as different as you might think it is. And he talked about that a little bit today. I would just say having that year of experience uh, in the league, it's a whole new system now uh, than it was. But obviously there are some similarities. You're still going to take five-step drops, seven-step drops, and you know, make protection calls and read defenses. So the fact that I've had a year to kind of adjust to that and go against, you know, our defense for a year, I think is really going to benefit me. That was one of my favorite quotes that I've, that I've gotten from, that I've heard from Paxton, where he admitted that, yeah, last year was tough. And we've talked about this, Ryan, and I think I compared it to uh, asking a deaf man 
to speak it like fluent Italian. That's the jump that Paxton had to make between Memphis and the NFL in Gary Kubiak's offense. Now, while he's having to make a similar adjustment, it's kind of like asking you or I to learn Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. It's different, it's challenging, but it's not it's not this foreign language. You it's can not, do it. It's not this well it is a foreign language, but it's not <laughs> this this different universe that you're right. trying to enter into. This entirely different thing. And he's capable of it and he seemed confident in his ability to do it, which was impressive to me. His demeanor was right, his attitude seemed right. Both of these guys, Ryan, seem like they're ready to compete. Right. I got the same takeaway from Paxton as well. Um, Last year, like you said, in his press conferences, you could still tell that he was a little just starstruck by the NFL and all the work that you had to put into and that it wasn't just, you know, uh, look at the playbook, practice a little, and then go out and party like it was in college. It's a business. It's a business now. People's livelihoods are on the line. There are guys literally fighting for paychecks and, and, you know, putting food on the table for their family out there. And that's a different mindset. And that's where I think that it also came in where, where you're talking about it. it. It's not learning a new language. It's learning a new lifestyle. You know, um, it's, it's learning just a whole different approach to what you have been doing, not just, you know, linguistically, but in your actions and preparations as well. And so I think like most of us believe if you can't get Paxton Lynch to work with Mike McCoy and Bill Musgraves, then he's not going to work. And I think Paxton gets that. I think he realizes, he senses that, all right, these guys are here because they are here to work with my strengths. And if he gets behind that type of attitude where he's going in and thinking, they want me to do, you know, play the best way they know I can play. And that's from the shotgun, you know, spread them out. You got talented receivers, use them. You got talented receivers and a big arm. That's going to be good, especially in a Mike McCoy offense. Uh, you know, even all the little bubble screens to DT, that ball's going to get there a lot quicker than Peyton Manning's used to get there on the side. So I think that, uh, I think you're right. I think that was just, I think he's more comfortable that he's been in, in, in the NFL for a season but also that he now has a system that he probably isn't intimidated by because he isn't completely familiar with it. Look, I think the the challenge for Paxton Lynch, and you and I have talked about this pretty extensively, is going to be not just the mental adjustment, but the physical adjustment as well. And and that can benefit him in a lot of ways too. Mike McCoy is, I think we've talked about a little bit, and I think, uh, we talk, I gave you the stat beforehand, right? 82.8% of Philip Rivers... You mentioned that in our video. That we'll I, be did, I did. I uh, did. It'll be up on... With the written recap of the press conference today, it'll go up on top of that video. On top of... Uh, the video go up on top of that. But uh, 82.8% of Philip Rivers' dropbacks last season came out of the shotgun. That is an astounding number, especially when you compare it to... Uh, to, to the Broncos, to the Gary Kubiak offense that was so much more reliant on playing under center. Paxton Lynch spent his entire professional career playing out, uh, college career, excuse me, playing out of the gun at Memphis. He seemed excited yeah. about the prospect of being able to go back in the gun. Let's play that clip as well. I know he's going to put us in the shotgun a little bit more, excuse me, but. Uh, that's one thing that I'm definitely excited about just because I played my whole, you know, my whole college system was shotgun, really. I know we're going to have to get under center. Uh, but him pressing the ball downfield, I'm definitely excited about, too. Uh, and having the opportunity to, I think, run around a little bit, too, is something that excites me. 
So, Ryan, I guess the last thing we'll leave on as the first week of OTAs comes to an end, should we start keeping score? When do we start keeping score on this quarterback competition? Um, you know what? I don't know if we can keep score. I would say well, that... Do we, do we get a tally? Well, at so, point day? so if, if Trevor wasn't participating in OTAs, which we have both said is a surprise that he's full go, Yeah, I think then you would chalk one up for Paxton. But now that they're both here, OTAs, you kind of jog through, whatever, I think that they would be even. I think it's going to help both of them uh, kind of get back into the flow, learn the playbook a little bit, do some of that. But I don't know if it's if, if anyone uh, or if Trevor and Paxton are going to get a leg up on one of on, on each other. Yeah, well, I mean, Ryan, who 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 uh, who won today though? Like like if you had to pick a winner for today, I think it was Paxton just because we were a little surprised at the, the ex- confidence. It was like it was kind of I hate this is not a this is kind of a mean comparison, but it's it's almost like Sarah Palin at the Republican National Convention, right? The bar is low. The bar was low. The bar right. is low, and he leaped over the bar. Right, and and I thought and I thought Trevor uh, did better than I thought he he'd done it most most times last year. Too. Right, and you're not gonna uh, again. We we this we is have one seen, press conference. Right, we're reading and we've seen the press conferences that Trevor gives us, so it's not like I was expecting Trevor to come out. You know chest pumped up, you, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling just just freaking great, you know, I'm going to go out there and sling it, and Paxton better watch his back. Like, I yeah. didn't expect that from Trevor. I expected the answers we got. So, uh, but yeah, at the moment, they're still 50-50. I'll, I'll, I'll say what Joseph has said. They're 50-50 right now, um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You cannot read anything into a press conference, obviously. It's good to hear from Unless them. Unless you're on a podcast. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good to hear from both of them. I think there was good stuff there. But we'll have to continue to follow this and see how it goes. And guess what, Ryan? That is all that we are going to be doing for the next uh, four months of our lives. April, May, June, July, August. Bring it on. <laughs> uh, so we will be out here next week. They're done for this week, uh, at least with the media stuff. I think the players are still here, though. Um but the media stuff is is done uh, for this week. Also, we should probably touch on this uh, before we get out of here. Uh, draft stuff. Broncos, as we've said, organizationally, the Broncos are super focused uh-huh. on, on the NFL draft. That's where the coaches and the front office's attention really is right now. Like the strength and conditioning staff are working with the players. The coaches are kind of working with the players doing installs, those sorts of things. But organizationally, the focus is on the draft. Broncos held a local pro day today. Uh, They did this last season as well where they invited a bunch of local area prospects uh, to come check out uh, to come check out, not check out the facility but to come work out at the facility with their coaches. They did this last year. Last year they had Max McCaffrey uh, Eddie Yarborough they had a couple of guys there last year. Uh, This year I think the headliner probably is Austin Apodaca uh, who is a Longmont High School, it's a Longmont, other, Colorado native. There's like no other uh, names that were Austin Apodaca, a Longmont, Colorado native. Go Big Blue. He actually went to Silver Creek though, and they there. I'm not a I'm not a Silver Creek High School fan, Ryan. I don't. I'm not a fan of many high schools. Are you a fan of your high school? I'm a fan of my high school. Yeah, that's, that's where'd you go to high school? Mountain Vista. Oh, I should have guessed. Oh, we're the cake eaters. The cake eaters, you and uh, no, and Trevor. By the way, Trevor, I thought it was funny. Trevor referenced uh, another Colorado high school. He he referenced uh, where did Christian go to school? Valor, Valor. duh, Valor. Uh, because guess who else was in the building today? Ryan Green. Uh, someone from Valor. Uh, guess. 
Max McCaffrey. Uh, different. You're close. Dylan McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey oh, was in the right. building today. Got it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was in the building today interviewing with the Broncos. Now, it's important to note that, the, that that's not a workout. The Broncos have, have kind of stressed that. It's not a workout. Yeah, and it's not. He's not being, like, suited up and run around, and he's being talked to by the coaches. They're getting a chance to interview him, get to know him a little bit more, which seems odd considering that uh, that he kind of grew up in this building. But it's good to chat with him specifically, I'm sure, about football, his NFL goals, where he wants to be. Uh, if you're interested in Christian McCaffrey and Cam Robinson and any of the potential Broncos options, or the Broncos' potential options in the draft, Guess what, Ryan? My first first round mock draft. Whoa! Comes out today. I, I wrote it last night. It's saved. Burr, 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 burr. It's saved in drafts. It will be up before I leave Dove Valley. Probably go up a little bit after this podcast goes okay. up. So if you're hearing this tonight, uh, check that out. Uh, One through thirty-two mocked uh, and the most Ryan in-depth uh, explanations. For every pick uh, okay. that I could offer, so uh, check it out. It'll be on the site. It's about four thousand words, five thousand words long. It's a little bit of a read, but it is a fun one, I think. And the Broncos, Ryan, in that mock draft, land themselves a franchise left tackle. <gasps> Somehow they trade for Joe Thomas. I don't know that he's a franchise left oh, okay. tackle. They land themselves a tackle <laughs> uh, at at uh, they better at number twenty overall. Right. Which tackle? You'll find out. Also. Christian McCaffrey goes very, very high in this mock draft. Find out where, and then... Can I guess? Where? Carolina. Ah, damn it. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been reading the same stuff. But he, goes, he, goes, uh, he goes to eight, He goes eight to Carolina. So okay. that might be a question for next week, Ryan, is the draft now a little over... God, it's two weeks away today. So Damn. Uh, we will have tons of draft stuff coming out. We're yep. going to try and pump out more Broncos Big Board videos. The problem with the Broncos Big Board videos, Ryan Green, is that they uh, take up a lot of your time. And they take up... Uh, they, then they're complicated to shoot. They're complicated to shoot. They're complicated to edit, but I like... It's fun editing. So it's yeah. it's it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Like, they take so long because I want to do that much stuff. And so. he does an amazing um, job of them. If you go to the mock draft, by the way, every single one of the ones that we've done so far uh, are first-round guys in that mock okay. draft. Uh, so check that out. Uh, see what you think. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jake D. Marsing. Let me know what you want. Follow us on Twitter, at uh, 5280 Sportsnet. Also, be sure to check out all of the great content that we're posting. So, last night, you were at uh, Tap 14, our good friends over at Haters yeah, and Yeah, tough Cody. day at work. Oh, yeah. Man. Having to drink beer and shoot a podcast. <laughs> uh, Nate Lundy, our, uh, Sean Drotar, our bosses, were joined on the rooftop at Tap 14 at Haters and Co. Uh, by none other than the great Ryan Edwards of Mile High Sports. Uh, Ryan, of course, and Sean worked together uh, for a time on a network that shall not be named. Okay. And uh, they they did a little reunion show. Yeah, and that, it was fun. that went up on the site, and then uh, a little while ago, uh, we posted to the RSS feed the second episode of the Brad show Evans. That, that they recorded with, uh, with Brad Evans, and that'll go up on the site uh, before I leave here okay. today as well. So lots of stuff will be up on 5280 Sports Network by tonight. Check it all out there. Also, Morning Minute, that was out this morning. What did mm-hmm. they talk about on the Morning Minute today? They talked about uh, the Rockies and the end of the uh, Nuggets season. The end of the uh, Nuggets season. Oh, why, that's tough. why Nate Lundy isn't freaking out about the Rockies. 
and why he was actually uh, impressed with the Nuggets in their last game. There you go. Uh, I will have a feature on the Nuggets out tomorrow, by the way, once I'm able to compile some quotes from uh, what what went down today out of Pepsi Center, the uh, end-of-season meetings for them. So look for that. Check out all our great content, especially the Avalanche Talk podcast. If you are an Avs fan, give that a listen. JJ and Zach. JJ is the best Avs podcaster that there is. We are thrilled to have him as our lead Avalanche reporter. And you guys remember Honey Bear? Honey Bear? from uh, his days at the Fan, at Mile High Sports, all those places, he is uh, JJ's co-host oh, on that okay. show. So give it a listen. Uh, check it out. I know the Avs are not necessarily at the top of your list right now, but there's a good chance they're going to have the number one pick. Well, uh, you know, because the, the expansion draft complicates things. Yeah, I don't know uh, how you know that what? works. Out. You know what would help That's me? why you should listen yeah, to Yeah, that's the why you should listen to Avalanche Talk <laughs> with JJ and Zach to help you out. So give that a listen. Check everything out. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jake D. Marsing. He's at rgreen5280. We'll be back next week with more from the UC Health Training Center. Potentially try and get in studio again as well. But until then, uh, for now and for everybody, at 5280 SN. Ah, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. This is the Broncos Blitz on 5280 Sports Network.